Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Welcome to the one-of-a-kind LinkedIn live show that will help you with your job search and advancing your career. We will bring in educated career experts who will share their insights and give you inside tips on how to be successful in your job search. Now let's get into today's show with your host, Jack Kelly. We are good. Yes. Welcome, Donna Sardula. Is that how I pronounce it? Is that right? Sardula? You got it. Sardula. Yeah. Yeah, it, it looks really, it looks a lot harder than it is, but I find myself, I, I like to pretend that I'm Gary Vaynerchuk because he always says Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> Sir Dula. Actually, that's really good to say, you know, Donna, Sir Dula. Yeah, really has some memorable. Yes, I like that. All right, that's cool. Sir Dula. Hey, so maybe you could, we could jump right in and you could tell uh, the audience here and then when people watch it on the replay, you know, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure, sure. So uh, over a decade ago, I, I started this crazy little website called LinkedInMakeover.com. And uh, back then I would say, oh yeah, I, I love LinkedIn. And people would say, the 16th president? And what are you talking about? <laughs> back then, like LinkedIn, LinkedIn, it sounded the same. Like it, people didn't know it back then, but it has changed. I mean, it's really yeah, changed. Yeah, that was wild for 10 years ago to do it. You were ahead of the time. Over 10 oh. years. It was 2019. Wow. Yeah, so like 10 years ago, yeah, it, yeah, I don't, I think people were just kind of posting. They really weren't giving much thought to it. Am I wrong? There wasn't a lot going on back then. I mean, it was, there was a profile and, right. and there was a news feed and, and there was all that good stuff, but you know, it was, it was a different world back then and things have really changed, but you know, ultimately I had come out of a, a sales environment. And I was doing a lot of prospecting. And I realized that LinkedIn played a huge role in not just job search, but just in reputation management. Uh, and it really kind of, uh, it, it went all over the place. It was, you know, if you were selling, if you were prospecting, um, it just just in any way, LinkedIn always seemed to play this, this crazy role. And people always, you know, people want to know who they're doing business with. And so, you know, back years ago, um, you know, I would, I would, you know, I would call people. I always wanted to look, know who they were and I'd look them up and the LinkedIn profile was always popping up. And that was when I really had this epiphany that is your LinkedIn profile is not your resume. And it really is your digital introduction. It's your first impression. It's your online reputation and it needs to tell a story. It needs to be authentic. It needs to be engaging. It needs to be interesting. And all of those things are not a copy and pasted resume. And so, um, you know, because of that realization, I changed the way I, I used LinkedIn and I saw a lot of success. And it was in 2009 that I decided I want to help people. I want to help people tell their story. This is important. This medium is, is huge. And um, since then, I've worked with over 6,000 executives and professionals and entrepreneurs. Um, I've got a lot of writers on my team. It used to just be me, but we, we help people tell their story. We help people write their profiles. We help people uh, write their resumes and their bios. We, we help people, uh, you know, tell a much more engaging and authentic story online. That's great. 6,000 is a lot. In 2009, in a way, it's kind of sort of similar to where we are now. It's right at the beginning of the financial crisis. People have lost their jobs. Economy was in a mess. Lehman Brothers went out of business. It was a frightening time. Now, obviously, I think this is way worse, but it's the same kind of thing where, yeah. what, I think 65 million people filed for unemployment here in the U.S. It's 20 scary. million people are still getting some sort of un unemployment benefits. And, and just today, they had last week's numbers. I would say like 800,000 people filed for unemployment, which yeah. is crazy. It's, it's, it's so large. Yeah. Um, so what I'm really interested in, in is that you you could kind of maybe give some advice to people in terms of mm -hmm. what I see. Well, I'll tell you this. What I see is this, Donna, is so many people, both personally and professionally that I deal with, they know they have to be on LinkedIn. They know how they have to market themselves. But either they're afraid to do it, they're a little yeah. embarrassed, like, what do I do? A little bit of imposter syndrome, like, mm. should I really say it? So then they don't do anything. And then yeah. they don't get noticed. What what could we do just to get them started to dip their toe in the water? Yeah. Well, I you know I have I have a methodology for LinkedIn, so I'll I'll, I'll start to talk to you a little bit about that because I think it helps here. You know, the first thing is 
you know, if a person says to themselves, you know, you know, I, I want to do more, I, I want to get on LinkedIn, you know, whether it's maybe it is a per person who's looking for, you know, that next position, or maybe it's someone who's, who's currently working, but maybe they're a little scared. Maybe they don't know what's, what's coming up, or maybe they, they've been in a, in a great situation, but they feel like there's more to it. You know, that there's more for them. So regardless of exactly where you sit, you know, think to yourself, what is it that you want out of LinkedIn? Are you going on LinkedIn because you're looking for a job? Are you going on LinkedIn because you want to be seen as a thought leader? Are you going on LinkedIn for, you know, what is, why are you going on LinkedIn? What do you want out of it? So few people, they just jump in without any real clear goal. Like what is success for them? What, what do they want out of it? You, you need to ahead of time really identify, this is why I'm on it. Once you know why, once you have a goal in okay, mind, a strategy. Sure. Sure. So, so it makes, you know, it's so funny. Sometimes when people say that it's, you know, the light bulb goes on and you take a very complex thing and you break it down. So it really sounds like, okay, if you're on there and as someone who's a recruiter and just started and, and launched, we, you know, we recruiter platform, I'm thinking through the lens of uh, most likely job seekers, but you're, yeah. you know, you're looking, Hey, it could be all sorts of people. So you oh, it could be a person who says, Hey, every time I walk into the room, no one takes me seriously. You know, I, I seem not to be able to get the opportunities that I think are, are worthy of me. What's going on? Hello, reputation management and cred and executive right. branding. We need to make sure that you're telling the right story. We need to make sure that you're putting forth the right image. You know, so, so it's, it's, it's that tweak. It's saying, Hey, you, you can be on LinkedIn for a whole slew of reasons. And some of them, there might be some duplicates. There might be some overlaps. Maybe it's, it's hey, job search all the way. Or maybe it's a little bit of job search and a little bit of reputation management. You know, for someone else, it might be recruiting. It could be sales and prospecting. You know, there's, there's tons of reasons. And then you said you have, to, you have to kind of have your goal. Like, okay, I'm on it. What am I trying to achieve? What am I trying to achieve? And 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 answer that. Right, you know, I say write it down on a piece of paper. Just just sort of try to figure out why why are you on it? Is it, are you on it just because people are telling you to be on it, or you know, is there you know what do you? Maybe it's just for networking. Just and I mean, right now with the way the world is, LinkedIn truly has become that 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 handshake. You can't see people in person anymore, but they're checking you out on LinkedIn. They want to know more about you. They want to see what you look like. They want to know who they're going to be doing business with, who they might be interviewing. People are looking. So make sure what they find is something that's, you know, interesting, intelligent, um, you know, engaging, um, intriguing. It, it gives them confidence in who you are and what you do. It, it, you know, it provides that background on where you've been. So, you know, know why you're there. Once you know why you're there, the next thing you really need to do before you think about growing a network, before you think about even getting active on LinkedIn is look at your LinkedIn profile, look at it, read it through and say to yourself, is this how I want others to perceive me? Is this how I want to put myself out there for others to say, hey, yeah, okay, here's, 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 here's Jack, here's Donna, here's this person. Is that, is that how you want to, you know, is that how you want to be perceived? I would say for most people, you know, they, they thought when they joined LinkedIn, oh, it's my, re it's my resume. Let me go get my old resume and just copy and copy paste, paste it in there. And um, plus, oh, maybe, you know, maybe, oh, you're on a job search. So of course it should be your resume. But it really shouldn't because a resume needs to align you very specifically to, you know, a very particular position, a role. Whereas your LinkedIn profile, I believe, should be more of that digital introduction. It should get a person interested. It should whet their appetite. It should make them realize that you're, you're a real human being. <laughs> and, and it should compel a person to want to learn more about you and to request that resume. I want a person to say, oh, this is interesting. I want to learn more. That to me is true success. The profile compels a person to want to learn more, to reach out. That's, that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. If you, if you throw everything against the wall and hope it sticks, it's not, it's not the right strategy. Do you start with a photo or where, what would be the first place? Well, 
if we start at the top of the profile, okay. there's the background graphic. So, so if anyone who's watching right now, right? If anyone's watching Everyone's right now- cringing, right? And saying, oh my God, <laughs> you're looking at the LinkedIn profile like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This is, you can see everything that I'm doing wrong here. So you go with the profile, you go for the picture, not the default I imagine you're gonna say, right? So, well, never the default. Yeah. So if, you, if you're looking at your background image, yeah. it's like LinkedIn is like in the midst of rolling out a new design. I think everyone has the new one now, but maybe some have the old. So if, if it's like a blue green constellation or, it's sort of like two shades of grayish green. Mm -hmm. That means you've got the default. You have not uploaded a background graphic. And I would say that in some ways, the imagery is, is probably more, more easy than anything. So, you know, really think of how, what, you know, what illustrates your brand? What kind of image would illustrate your brand? You know, if you work for a particular company and you want to really have, you know, you want to share branding with that company maybe find an image off their website, but maybe you don't wanna be so closely associated to that company. Maybe you really wanna stand alone. Um, you know, think of what you do and, and find an image that, that illustrates it. Um, or, or even if it doesn't directly illustrate, maybe it sort of symbolizes what you do and upload that for the background graphic. Um, that's going to immediately set your profile apart from almost everyone else because very few people have done that. Once you do that, then of course there's the, the profile picture. And I can't believe that it's been over 10 years and I'm still telling people <laughs> take a, you know, take a professional headshot, you know, or, or at least, you know, like just make it your face and smile and don't look scary. <laughs> but it is important to have a good profile picture. When I love it when it's been professionally taken by a photographer. Um, but not Would everyone can that? afford that. Would you suggest maybe going for whatever it costs to get? Oh yeah. Instead of just sitting there with your phone and trying to take, you know what I mean? Well, that it doesn't come right. I would say this, Jack. Don't ever do the selfie. No? Don't ever do a selfie. Um, if you need to take it yourself, have someone help you. Just have someone take that picture for you. You know, and, and try to take it against like a blank wall. <laughs> so you're the you're the uh, focus. Um, but, you know, if you can, you know, go to headshotcrew.com, find a photographer in your area and spend some money. And What is, and what is that? Headshot? Headshotcrew.com. It's my, hands down, my favorite database of photographers. Headshotcrew.com. What we could do is after, you know, when we edit, we could put things like that up. So for people to follow, because that's, that's a good suggestion. Oh, it's, and, and they're, I think they're very affordable. Okay. Um, but it really does make a difference. And, and this is how people are going to see you. So make yourself, you know, I don't want you to look like a different person, but, you know, make yourself look as, as good as you can. And a professional photographer will do that. Once you have that done. So you've got those two images, the next so you thing. You shouldn't have, so what I'm understanding, you shouldn't have where your, your hand, your, the, the, the dude who has his hand around his girlfriend kind of cropped Oh, and out. then you just slice her off slightly, but there's like <laughs> yeah. still like one eyeball exactly. in the picture now. So, hey, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> Or have a wife, so that probably is good. A logo. My my favorite one, Jack, was I, there was this one. It was like a like a rather high level executive, and he was holding a goose. <laughs> what? Right. Was did he like goose? Was he from Great Goose, the vodka? Maybe that was it. Or I no. I have no idea. <laughs> I will say, ever since Tiger King has come, you know, has been out, yeah. I found that. The, a, a huge decrease in the number of people taking pictures with tigers. So that's a thing. Tiger. There was for a long time. I was like, oh, there's a, here's another one with a tiger. Really? I didn't know it. Now. Oh my, I didn't know it. Now I'm going to look and see. So, so no tigers. No tigers, um, no geese. No geese. <laughs> Anti-geese. Okay. You can't have geese. Wow. You're top. No here. boyfriends, no girlfriends, yeah. no, no pictures at weddings. Yeah. Sports, you know what I, I love? The people put their sports teams, you know, their logos or whatever. It's like, wait, why are you broadcasting You know, the Mets? All right, you like it, but what does that have to do with your career? It'd be one thing if you work for the Mets. What if you don't even work oh, for yeah. the Mets? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, what are you doing? Well, you know, but there is something to be said. I, I, I do like yeah. it when people, especially in the headline, I like it when the people infuse something personal, like a hobby or an interest, um, because I, I do feel that, you want to put it out there. You know, this is who I am. This is, you know, this is what I like. 
And there's other people who are going to like that. And, and you will attract that tribe, the people who, who want you and like you, and you want to work with them and you want to, you know, do your best. So I, I don't think it's, I don't think you have to be this, you know, hundred percent professional all the time. I really don't mind if, you know, if someone loves, you know, I'm in Philly. So, you know, like the Phillies or the Eagles, I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I don't mind if they say something like that, maybe in their headline, you know, they might have, you know, what they, who they are, what they do, you know, and then maybe something like Phillies fan, because it opens up conversation. The Phillies fans are pretty aggressive. They're, they're, <laughs> right? Everybody they're, in Philly is aggressive. <laughs> they're hardcore, you know? Uh, so, 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 so what you're saying is, even though it's viewed as the white collar, which by the way, I think it's changing a lot to, to be more encompassing, but it's traditionally viewed more the white collar, a little uptight kind of, you know, professional site to tell your story a bit, give your narrative. Be, you could tell a little bit about yourself to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And not be yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't want it to I, I, like, don't take it and twist it to like, you know, being really flaky, <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lovely balance that you can strike where, you, know, you do show, you know, the warmth of yourself and, and, and have some, you know, some story of, of who you are. I, I think it's, I think that's an important part of your story. And, you know, I think people resonate to that. They don't want you to be this, you know, stiff, you know, professional all the time. You know, there's something that, you know, makes you who you are. And, and, and that, so we have the headline and that's the top it's right below your name mm -hmm. and i do have a linkedin headline generator it's it's a app that's on my website so if a person is struggling with their headline they can go and visit and it's it's a really fun that's way interesting. of Wait, so generating an app <laughs> generating a headline so how does that work do you put in like a bunch of different things that you do and they'll do it for you yeah that's genius Oh, I know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank it's you. So it's, 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 it's a lot of fun, really. Um, so basically you go in and it just walks you through it. It gives you some suggestions and then it has an area where you can, you can customize and add your own if you need to. And at the very bottom, you can watch it build and you can even choose the little separators, little different icons. Uh, and it builds a, it builds a headline that you can then just copy and you paste right in and you get more views. Uh, to your profile, you get found much more easily because that area is super sensitive for search. So if you want to be found for a certain um, keyword, right? Because we have to remember that LinkedIn is not just, you know, a social network. It is a search engine. And you know that more than anyone. People go onto LinkedIn looking for people. And the way they look for people is they put in those, those keywords, so if you want to get found, you really do want to be strategic. You want to say, okay, what if a recruiter is looking for someone like me, what are those words? Let me make sure I use those words in my headline. I infuse it into my narrative. I infuse it into my experiences. And you know, when you have those keywords in there, then you're more apt to pop up and then you collide with opportunity. That's cool. And for the headline, mm -hmm. this is a dumb question, but wait, wait, I don't have, I'm going to open up my LinkedIn in front of LinkedIn. Let's take a look. When you, uh, the headline is where? It's, oh, like what, right under your name, right? Mm -hmm. Here, I'm gonna open up yours. Okay, no, no, don't embarrass me. No, now, cause like everything you're talking about, I'm like, I don't do it. <laughs> everything, everything you're saying, I'm cringing now. It's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta like do a whole lot of work. Let's see. Well, you have a beautiful background graphic. We connect, we communicate, we collaborate. Welcome to We Recruiter. So that's that's a wonderful thing. Now, so so yes, you could you could work. You could use my LinkedIn headline generator. So right underneath your name, it says founder and CEO of WeRecruiter.io. And that's true, right? What LinkedIn does by default is it takes your current position, like your current you title, that. and your I current like company. I like how you say that because there's going to be a but there. I like how you say that. It's like, it's good, <laughs> well, it's good but it's really bad. No, it's but, but it could be better. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's the positive flair here. So you want to you have, you know, we would want to say founder and CEO, but, you know, just looking at it, you know, what do you do? How do you help? 
You know, if someone was searching for you, if someone needed you to help them, you know, what would the words be that they might be searching for? And then if you could put that in there, you can put in your keywords, you can put in a benefit statement, you're going to find that. Now, where does this, it's not just at the top of your profile, Jack. If a person is searching and you're looking at the search results, right? You're, you're scrolling through the search results. You see the person's picture, you see their name and you see their headline. Mm -hmm. So if you have a really engaging, attractive headline, more people are going to click on your profile. It makes sense. Should I hit refresh? Have you updated? <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. I was so busy looking in, at, at my, <laughs> I was so busy looking at my LinkedIn and go, oh my God, now she's going to talk about this and that, that I must have hit, I don't know what I did. I hit something. <laughs> You've like, deleted it. <laughs> so we won't look at my LinkedIn anymore. You get me all, you get me all shook up. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, I got a lot of work to do. I'll just, I, I've been taking notes, so I'll change it afterwards. Okay, so. but then let me know and I'll take a look. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I hear what you're saying. So you really need to be like, you know, to, to really have it jump out. All right. Not only do I do X, but here's, here's what it means. Here's what it means to you. Here's how it can help. Here's why you need to connect with me and so on. You, you want to be strategic, yeah. right? So yeah. many people just, you know, they, they copy and paste their resume. They don't really think about what they're doing. They're not thinking about what they want to be found for. They're not thinking of those keywords. They just throw stuff up because they don't want to give it much time. And then they're like, eh, LinkedIn isn't that great. It's yeah. not really helping me. Well, here's the thing. If, if you go in, you know your goal. You know what your keywords are. You know who your target audience is. You write a profile that doesn't just say what you want to say, but it says what your target audience needs to know about you. It utilizes those keywords a person is, is going to be using to search for someone like you. Once you start to do that, and then you start to build a network and you get active. And when I say active on LinkedIn, you know, the days of having to post 15 times a day are behind us. You know, LinkedIn really doesn't want us to be posting all the time. Uh, in fact, I'm finding that, you know, just posting once to three times a week is really more than enough time. You know, that's all you need to do. You don't need to do it like 20 times a day. I don't want to say day. how much I post every day. <laughs> how much how much do you post every day i don't want to tell you now <laughs> you said that. well here's the thing a i mean lot. your 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 mileage may vary jack yeah. yours might vary but i started to use shield have you do you use shield no, what, what is shield shield is a um it, it's this it's a company that provides linkedin analytics mm-hmm and you can get to, you really get to see how your posts are performing over time and within which geographical areas. And what it taught me was the more I posted, it, it really didn't matter <laughs> because if I posted once, I might get, you know, 5,000 views. But if I posted five times, the aggregate was still <laughs> 5,000 views. So if I just posted really good quality stuff, I didn't have to keep posting so much. It was because the less I posted, but the higher quality I posted, I still did, you know, I, I was doing better actually in the long run. Now, how do you judge a higher quality or how does the algorithms judge that? Well, the algorithm really does a quick check to say, oh, it looks, it doesn't look like spam. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what their exact, you know, thing is, but they know if it looks like, you know, if it looks spammy or if it looks relatively good, then they, they send it out to just a small audience. And if that small audience, you know, likes it, comments on it, shares it, then they say, oh, there, there has to be some relevance here. And then it gets, goes to a bigger audience and then a bigger audience. So they, they really send it out to like little test groups. And, you know, the, the better it does within those little groups, then more eyes will see it. It's so interesting because I, up until recently, or fairly recently, thought it would be 
like other social media networks, if you post something, it goes out to whoever your connections are. But as you pointed out, not at all. It no. just sprinkles it. And, and then if they like it, then they'll send more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you, when you go to your LinkedIn, your, your, your feed, the LinkedIn feed on the homepage, it doesn't say recent, it says top. So it'll, it it only shows you the top posts. And what LinkedIn wants is they want that, that LinkedIn feed to be the people that you know, talking about the things that you care about. So when, so that leads us to just as important as it is to post, it's also important to be engaging with the people who are posting, because when you start to engage with them, you're going to start to notice that if you engage on a post, uh, you know, like I, I engaged on your post, Jack, I'm now going to start seeing more of your stuff at the top of my feed because I've shown LinkedIn that there's that right. connection. There's that relationship. It's so wild because all this isn't what you would think naturally would happen. If that makes sense, right? You would mm-hmm. think, okay, if I post a lot, a lot of people see me and see me more like a commercial on TV. If you know, mm-hmm. if you see, if you have young kids and you see McDonald's all the time, they're like, I want McDonald's because they see it all the time. Yeah. But in social media, I guess it's just, it's different. Well, at least within the LinkedIn realm, the LinkedIn realm is different than Facebook. It's different than Instagram. It's different than Twitter. You know, they all have their different ways of finding good content and, and, and allowing it to buoy up and be seen. And, you know, for LinkedIn, I think for the longest of time, for a very long time, and you may remember this as well, but you know, LinkedIn kind of did everything they could to make people want to stay away from their newsfeed. They they had it with just you know like boring stuff. So and so connected to so and so. So and so updated yes. their profile, mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't compelling. It wasn't interesting. Um, it wasn't sticky. No one wanted to stay there, and LinkedIn realized it was, that. It was like violating your privacy because as a recruiter, people wouldn't want to link in because I got Jack. My boss will say, why are you linking in with a recruiter? Yeah. So it, it, it exposes people to some, you could blow up your spot. So oh yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn was making a lot of bad decisions back then. But I think it was right around when they were acquired by Microsoft, things started to really change for them. And now, like when you post on LinkedIn, LinkedIn wants you to stay on that newsfeed. They want you scrolling, they, they do not. So if you post something with a link out, those posts don't do so well because they want you to stay on the newsfeed. They don't want people going to an article right, outside so, so of LinkedIn. Done, everything I'm doing wrong is basically what you're saying. So I'm the poster child for like what not to do because I post a lot of, <laughs> I post a lot of links because for the, my Forbes article, I'll do kind of like some bullet points to say, hey, here's what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have the link to the article, which I guess I should not do. Well, there's, there's, there's a whole, no one knows the exact yeah. algorithm. So everyone is making guesses. Yeah. But what I've been hearing and what appears to still be pretty much the best practice is post it without the link, put it maybe in the first comment and then give it a little bit of, you know, some time and then you can edit your post and put the link in. Wow. See how that works. Like an it, and and, and if, if it doesn't perform as well as the other posts, then, then disregard what I just said. But if you think like, I always try to think like LinkedIn, you know, what does LinkedIn want? What are they going to reward? And they've said very, they've been very, very specific. They want relevant content. They want people to see other posts that of the people they know, and they don't want people surfing away. They want them to stay on LinkedIn. They want them to click on ads. They want to, you know, look at the sponsored content. Um, and so if you think in the, along those lines, you know, that's where, that's kind of the, that's, that's the sandbox that you need to be playing in. How about adding people, you know, is that? I find, I find that if you tag people in posts, that's a good thing. Um, the thing here is the big caveat is if you like, let's say you tag me, but I don't do anything. (laughs) Like I do not engage with that post. That's a bad sign to LinkedIn. So only tag the people that you know are going to come in, like it, and then comment. That's so interesting. Okay. And it makes sense because if you tag people and they don't respond, that's like a bad sign. You're, just, you're spamming. You know, you just, this is not a real good piece of work that you're putting out there. Yeah. And you have to be careful, you know, with who you tag. You know, you want to have, you want to tag people that you have some type of a relationship with, right. or they're somehow related to the content that you've posted. Because I often hear from people, 
so-and-so tagged me. I don't know who they are and why are they suddenly like drawing me into this conversation? So you do want to be, you know, there's like a certain etiquette where you want to, you know, absolutely tag. I find that when I tag people in my posts, those posts do tend to do better, but you need to be careful with who you're, who you're tagging, that they know you, they like you, and they're going to, they're actually going to engage with that content. Can I just go back to about for the profile? If you, what, what's your take on the banner, the open to work, open to opportunities, mm. that good, bad, indifferent? I actually wrote a big blog post all about this. Um, you know, I, I love that LinkedIn is making it okay to say, hey, I'm out of work or I'm open to work. Mm -hmm. Because for so long, it was something that people were almost ashamed to talk about. And I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. So in that regard, I love it. I love that. Um, I do have issues because I'm always thinking about what is your brand? What does it say? How are people perceiving you? And, you know, some people, they don't want that to be a part of their brand, or right? They don't want to be leading with that. And I think that's, that's something to be thinking about. You know, do you want to be leading with that? Some, some people may at that moment, others not. There's no right or wrong here, Jack, but I will say with my clients, the, the, you know, the higher level, the higher executives, they're very against it. But at the same time, I think there's still that fear and there, that shame associated with it's being so unfortunate, right? out that of work. People do feel that, that you wrap, you know, as a society, we're so wrapped up in our identity and our career that if you're not currently working somewhere, really on any level, but particularly I can see where you say on the executive level, you feel a loss of self-identity. So if you're putting on, hey, out of work, it's just so uncomfortable. So I can see how they're not doing it. Um, but on the flip side, yeah. no one's going to ask you to the ball if they think you're going with somebody else, right? <laughs> so how can people help you if they don't know you need help? Yeah. See, see the thing is that I, I would suggest to people who put it on there is that at least say what help they need. Because when I look at one of those banners and it just says, to your point, like with, with uh, you know, some of the content of, hey, COVID help, I'm out of work. I'm like, all right, well, what do you want to do next? What did you do? A little, I need a little bit more information because otherwise, even if I want to help, I don't even know how. Yeah. That, and that and I think that's the about section, right? I mean, that's where you can really go into who are you? What do you do? What are you looking for? How can you help others and how can others help you? It's not just that one way street. Yeah, so and this is what your expertise. So what would you do? So now like we talk about a lot of things not to do and I, and I haven't, I've been writing down a checklist and I think Christine and Nicole, a marketing person cringing and saying, I told you so, Jack, you shouldn't add all these people. And I'm going <laughs> to hear from Eric, but so what, what are some of the things you should do if let's say you're in between jobs, let's say you're at a job, but either you want a better one or you're worried about the economy, what's going to happen. So you want to keep your eyes open, how to like, not only your profile, but then also, when you post on LinkedIn, what to do so you could achieve your goals? So, you know, definitely look at that LinkedIn profile. And there is someone ringing my front door right this very That's second. Right. Bring them in. We'll bring them on the show. <laughs> Let's see who it is. This is their second doorbell ring. <laughs> is it wrong for me to go check? I feel yeah, horrible. Right. Hold I'll on. I'm so sorry. I'm it. so sorry. All right. So hopefully it really was just a doorbell and Donna's not like Jack's the worst interviewer. And I'm just I'm storming out and not coming back. I'm gonna leave him here for the next 15 minutes to talk by himself. But so far I think there's really great advice, right guys? So that, and, and, and I'm not just saying that to make her feel good. I'm doing all the things she said not to. I act way too many people. I have links in all my articles. Uh, I post way too much. So. So yeah, I was covering for you. It was anything it was hopefully. Was that was the little girl who would not give up. She was over there knocking and ringing <laughs> because Amazon had delivered the wrong package. <laughs> it was horrible. So it was for you instead of her? her no, it was, it, was, it was delivered to us, Yeah. but it was for her. 
And so she, she wanted that package. She's like, give me my package back. That mean old lady stole my package. I didn't look, I just took it in. So did you charge her for it? You say, I'll give it back, 20 bucks. I, I said, I wanna look at your LinkedIn profile before I give you any package. <laughs> yeah, I wanna make sure you, you say who you are. You're not, a, you're not an Amazon box thief. I wanna make sure. So the thing is, she could see me here. That's the <laughs> so she's like, I know you're here. I see you. You have my box. Wait a minute. Oh. That's the microphone I ordered. Why are you using that? What's going on here? <laughs> there's, there's nothing more passive aggressive than the neighborhood Facebook groups who are like, who got my package? I know it was delivered. All the time. But at any rate, to go back to what I was saying, you got to look at your about section, you got to look at the profile and you've got to figure out, you know, it's, it is about talking. You want to be careful, right? You don't want to come across as desperate. Right. And you don't want to come out across as being too, too much of a braggart. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you can't just say, I did this and I did this, I did this, but you know, you need to sort of wrap these things around you know, with, with a narrative, with a story that talks about accomplishments. And it could be accomplishments that you shared with your team. You know, it's, it's okay to talk about these things. And you don't always, always have to tell, like, I'm great at building strategic relationships. You can talk about a time when you did build a strategic relationship. So use that about section to talk about the things that are most important. Um, use that about section and you've got, it used to be 2000 characters. You got about 2,500 characters now. So it's not like you're not writing a book, <laughs> but you are, you have room to, to talk about the things that are important to you. What do you stand for? What do you represent? What is your mission? What is your passion? Why do you do what you do? How does what you do help others? These are all important things. And, you know, you think of, think of that book, The Power of Why. You know, this is where you can talk about why. Why do you do what you do? You know, why does it help? I think those are all really interesting things. And, and a lot of times people say, oh, I need to be concise. I need to be short. I don't want to put too much out there because I'm going to bore my audience. But recognize if, they're, if they've gotten down that far, they're qualified and they want to learn more about you. So, so help them. Really say it's trying to be, tell a story in a narrative, not just, okay, uh, achievement one, achievement two, achievement three. Oh, yeah, the bulleted list. Order, you know, <laughs> Project <that's>, management, <laughs> problem yeah. solver. <laughs> you kind of give a little bit of a story, a little bit of a narrative, so that people could kind of feel com comfortable with you. And then yeah. I, and then I guess that could also, you could use that when you, you know, post and kind of brand and market yourself, uh, uh, you know, away from your profile, but just getting, you know, writing things on, on LinkedIn, right? Well, you know. So we have the we have the, the we have the profile, you know. That's and that's going to be. I mean, it's not written in stone, but you know, it's there. It's 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 relatively static uh, until you go in and change it, and then you've got the postings, and you know that's where you're going to you know join that conversation that's taking place. And you know, it could be you know a lot of times I think people are really just scared to to put forth you know content. And so I always say, before you just start, you know, creating content, you know, look and look and see what people are posting. And if you like something, share it, you know, just, just work on what's already been there, you know, comment and share and really act more as that curator. And once you get your feet wet and once you start you know, joining in and enjoying it and seeing people are responding, then you can start worrying about, okay, let me start sharing. Let me, sh let me share some tips. Let me share a story. Let me share some photos. Let me share this great news article. Let me talk about this event that's going to take place. You know, once you start to, you put your toe in the water, just sort of commenting and sharing. Once you've done that a lot enough, then you can start creating that content. And I think you're more um, you feel a little bit more confident at that point, and it's a little easier. So you're saying is to start, maybe share some things about yourself, tell your story, a little narrative, some anecdotes, maybe some some no photos. <laughs> what I'm saying first, just share what other people are posting. Oh, share their okay. Just share. Oh, share their stuff. Share their Instead, stuff oh, first. Oh, okay. Not and comment on gotcha. their stuff first. 
make that because I think if people are almost like if, if, if I said start sharing stuff about your personal life I think people would be like so when you say share their stuff just like just literally share it hit the share button commentary or just share it right well I my preference is share add context right. add three hashtags perhaps even tag a person or two that would be ideal that would be ideal but it's easy that's a good way to start so this way you know you, you know you, you could share it because you're not having to worry about making original content you could share it you add a few people so so they'll see and say they'll com comment on it as well yeah and, and then once you've done that for a little bit you get used to it then maybe then at that point start to add the content some context and then, you know, see if something pops out at you when you're somewhere else and say, oh, this is something I could share on LinkedIn. And then start going down that path. And when you want to do original things, well, I guess, would it, would it start from who you're trying to connect with at first, that you find people who could be mutually beneficial if you're looking for a job, maybe people who would be hiring managers, recruiters, HR people. Yeah. Think, think of your industry. Think yeah. of, you know, what, what it is that you do specifically within an organization. Um, you know, and, and very few people talk about this, but, you know, definitely check out the hashtags. Like, look to see who, the, who is that target audience. Find some people and see what they're posting. You know, go to their profile, look at their activity and see what, what it is that they're chatting about and see what hashtags they're using and see if there's like a, um, a, lot of, a lot of people are using the same hashtags. Then you have an idea, okay, my, my target audience sort of uh, orbits around these five or 10 hashtags, which then should clue you in on this is what's important to them. This is you know, what the topics that they care about. And then if you were to use, if you were to write along those lines of that content and you utilize those hashtags, you're more apt to collide with those people. So how many hashtags do, because you see sometimes people have like so many that looks kind of weird, but then you- For the I, longest you know, of time, it was three. Three? Three. I've been hearing rumblings that you can go as far as six. Um, so I would say don't go don't do the Instagram like block hashtags <laughs> that works. I think it works in Instagram. Um, it doesn't work on LinkedIn. You definitely want to make sure that you choose good hashtags. Like in the, in the um, Twitter world, they would, they would say, you know, use, use the right hashtags, you know, just because like they make up a cute little hashtag <laughs> doesn't work in the LinkedIn realm. Like you have to look to see what hashtags are trending, what hashtags are being used, how many followers do these hashtags have? You know, like the difference between hashtag marketing and hashtag marketing tips, like hashtag marketing has like millions of followers. You don't want to do marketing tips. You want to do marketing. So this goes back to kind of, so if you're kind of pulling it together, you know, you're looking at your why. Let's just say someone's looking for a job. So, hey, I want to find a new job. You're linking in with people who could be hiring managers, HR, peers, what have you, that could help. And then you want to give back and help them too. But then, and then to start getting noticed, you could share some of the things you look and you kind of look around, it's like a party, look around at the people there, what's going on, getting a feel for it. And you see that they're using these kind of hashtags. Here's how they're positioning things. This is what they're doing. And then maybe you like what you agree with some things a person says, and you could share those, tag a few people, then maybe get a little bit more bolder, share something, write a little comment on it, mm -hmm. like gradual steps. And then yeah. as you get more confidence, then I guess you could start maybe, and what would you suggest? Would you suggest for people to kind of, I remember a while back, if people looking for a job, they would kind of give a story about their job. All right, day one, here's what I'm doing, day whatever. Yeah, and, and you could do that. And That's, you really learned a lot about the person, even if the person wasn't in my space and I really didn't, I, I wouldn't recruit because I wouldn't know, you know, about what they do, but I would enjoy reading it because I, I get to know them as a human being. Mm -hmm. Are there certain things that you would suggest for people to do when they're posting to tell a story about them or should it be all business or a combination? One kind of post could be really business oriented, one a little bit lighter. I think you, you, I think you can absolutely get personal to to an extent you do want to stay more on that professional 
side of things. And you know what I have found is with LinkedIn, they do like a little bit more of a, you know, a longer type of post. You know, in, in a lot of the other networks out there, they want a quick blurb and that's it. But they, you know, if, if you get to that see more and a person clicks the see more and they and they have a little bit further more to read. And with LinkedIn, if you hover over a, at that status, that post, there's that dwell time and that factors into, oh, this is relevant. This is good. You're going to find that more people are going to be seeing it. So you can write a paragraph. You can tell a little bit of a story. Um, you can, you know, add that type of content, but at the same time, not everyone can do that, you know, and I recognize it. So if, if you have that desire and you're a person who's open and, and you like to share, go for it. You, you will find tremendous success on LinkedIn because there is an absolute um, lack of people truly posting on LinkedIn. Most people are voyeurs, they're watching, but they're not really interacting. So if you are one of those people who can put forth content, you will find success. You will find that there are people who are paying attention and they, they want to see it. If, if you're one of those people who it's that, it, it, when we say that, like, tell a story about your first day, you feel that immediate, like, what do I say? How can I do this? A lot of pressure. That's too much pressure. Take a deep breath. That's okay. Start small. You know, maybe it's an article, maybe it's a quote, maybe it's a quick little tidbit. Maybe it's a statistic that you thought was interesting. Don't worry, have a strong profile, comment and engage with other people's content and try to put something out every now and then that's interesting, that's engaging. It doesn't have to be too much, but just a little is better than nothing at all. That's great. Hey, can, I, can I fire some questions off? That I got right. Okay. Uh, do you know uh, Virginia Franco? Yes. Oh, okay. oh not personally. Not personally. She, 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 but I do asking, know of her, yes. Because she, she was asking, I've been afraid of getting put in LinkedIn jail for using a third-party software like Shield. Uh, have you heard of that? Shield is Shield is safe, guys. Okay. It's it's not a bot. It's not an it doesn't automate anything. It doesn't automate. I hate those those bots. I hate that automation stuff. Um how do you wait? Can I how, like I hear about, but how do you have a bot on LinkedIn? I mean, maybe that's really naive, but. I, they, they're out there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, you see it. I mean, every time I click on my network, it's another, you know, leads company, you know, trying to connect with me because they want to help me get more leads or something. Like there are those connection bots. There are the messaging bots. Uh, they're all, they are out there. Um, Shield simply plugs in and just looks at you know your posts, the activity, and it reports back and says, uh, you know, over the last 24 hours, you had so many likes, and it kind of dipped down, and you had so many comments, and these comments were from all of these areas. It basically takes the information that LinkedIn already makes available, but really um, puts it into more of a graphical look. So, I'm with you, Virginia, those bots, I would not. I would not. I've put too much effort and time into my profile to, to, to do anything like that. But Shield is one that I haven't ever seen. I've never heard of anyone ever get put into LinkedIn jail from Shield. Um, and it does, but the reason is it doesn't automate anything. It just reports. Now, Karen Griffin was asking, can you have two LinkedIn profiles? You can, but that would be against the terms of service. Okay, so that, just one. Sorry, yeah, you can, you can have multiple company pages, but you should only have one company or you should only have one personal profile. And, and think of it this way. If a person searched your name and two profiles popped up, they'd either assume one was, you know, redundant or they would, you know, that would be weird, you know, like, like red flags would go up. So make it one. If you have, if you're like, you know, you're like a financial <laughs> advisor, but you also do something else on the side figure out if that thing on the side, if it relates to LinkedIn, you know, like if you're a yoga instructor, maybe that should go on Facebook. <laughs> but if you know, you're doing two things, um, just write a narrative in your about section that talks about how these two things interweave and, and why you do the two. I, it's very normal nowadays to have those side hustles. So you don't need two profiles. It's hard enough just to manage one, have one profile, but try to 
tell the story of why you have two different aspects of your professional self? I have a few that I'll cue them together. Um, in terms of putting out, and you've seen these kind of these motivational, aspirational quotes to kind of build your brand around. If you're looking for a job or, or, or you know, just keeping your eyes open for a job, would you suggest to do that? Is that good? Is that bad? Wait, say the beginning again. I don't think do I ever, caught do you, it. Do you, do you ever see these people will post these kind of motivational quotes or these aspirational quotes and maybe have a nice graphic, but it really doesn't say anything about who they are, what they're looking to do, but it, it's it, they're kind of building a brand around it. Mm -hmm. Is that? You know, I, uh... that from my guess, something's, no, something's there, better than nothing, right? <laughs> and 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 I'm with you, right? Like quotes are so you know 2006, <laughs> like. But at the same time, it's not a bad way of getting your foot in the water and starting to craft content. And and you know, if there is something that really, if if there is a quote motivational that really moves you, why not share it? You know, but do try to put a little context around it. You know, I mean, I'd rather have them post something than nothing at all. And if it's a motivational quote and it means something to them, I'm open to it. It's interesting. I had on the show uh, Dimitri Mastrocola. He's mm -hmm. a, a executive recruiter for senior level attorneys and general counsels and what have you. And what caught my attention about Dimitri a while back is he'll post almost every day couple of times a week. I'm not sure what, I can't remember what days, but really nice quotes, but not just like a one cent, one line quote. It'd be mm -hmm. like some stoic philosopher or some Ooh. Greek philosopher uh, or what have you. And it's really like smart. Like I feel smarter after reading it. Hey, and then, then, then that's successful. Yeah. And that, that's and that a, works. It's kind of interesting for his brand because I presume he's a really smart guy. Now, I think he is, but just for, for, for him putting it there, I'm associating those really, yeah. really smart stuff with him. And like, oh, he must be a brilliant guy. Yeah. So I now, guess it's again, how you it's, do it. Yeah, I think it's how you do it. It's it's the quotes that you use. I mean, I think we're thinking like for a long time, there was those like hackneyed, overused yeah. quotes and they'd go out and it was like, that was it. And there wasn't any insight into the person. And that's not great. But again, I go back to, you know, put something out there. And if that, if that resonates with you, then put it out. That's good. See what happens. If it's always the same quotes and it's always the same thing, you know, try to get a little bit more variety. See what else is out there that you can <laughs> try, share. Try something a little different. Uh, should people, should Basically, should someone be disappointed if they do put things out there, but they really don't get a lot of feedback or a lot of likes? Should they keep doing it? You know, it it's 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 not even a marathon. It's it's a lifetime with these things. <laughs> and a lot of times, people go, "Oh, I'm going to put something out there," and they put one thing out there, and it doesn't doesn't do well, and then they never put anything out again. But the truth of the matter is you have to build an audience and you have to be consistent and you have to keep putting stuff out there and you're not going to find a lot of engagement at first. That's okay. A lot, of, and I was talking to um, a client of mine and she's been really working hard on, on posting. And so, you know, we logged in, we're looking at her work and she's like, I'm not getting a lot of views. I'm only getting, you know, like 500 views on this post. I said, look how many followers you have. You've got 500 followers. You're hitting like 100%. That's not bad. So a lot of times we, we sort of expect, oh, we, I should be getting you know 30,000 views. Well, if you have a small audience and you haven't really you know engaged with other people, you're not gonna hit those numbers right out the gate. Is it, is it is this kind of on the heels of that, is it okay if you have a small audience, but they're engaged, is that is that better that's than a having beautiful a large thing. audience and that they're just? That's that's what we're aiming for. I mean, it would be great to have a huge audience that's <laughs> right. all engaged, that's all close, right? but you know, you want to. You know, I I truly believe that LinkedIn is not the place to go because you want something out of it. It's like you're looking for that job, you're looking for that lead. You're just you want want want. 
yes, that might be your ultimate strategy and your goal for being on LinkedIn, but that shouldn't be what, what moves you every day. You know, go on LinkedIn because you want to have fun. Go on LinkedIn because you want to develop as a professional. Go on LinkedIn because you want to help others and you want to educate and you want to add value and you want to inspire. And when you're going out there and you're doing it in that type of a manner, that's when good things happen. So, so that's good. Let me ask you this too, wait, hold on, because I'm sorry, I just got, wait, wait, wait. So Greg Fratz was asking, what would Donna do specifically if she's looking for a job right now? Greg's putting you on the spot. <laughs> what would I do if I was looking for a job right now? Uh, I would get a resume. That's the first thing first I would thing. do. I would make sure that I had the most kick-ass, accomplishment-driven resume available. You know, like it would be truly uniquely written to me. And if I was looking for a job, I would know exactly the industries, the areas, the positions that I wanted to target. And I'd write that, re that resume to that. I'd also get a bio because very few people have bios. And I think that's a huge differentiator uh, to be able to, to walk in and, you know, hand over a bio at some point. It just, I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, once I had that in my back pocket, then I would go onto my LinkedIn profile and I would tear down what I had and I would rebuild it as that person that I, that, you know, that position that I want to hold. And I would write that profile in that, in that manner, in that, with that goal in mind. And not just that I want to get there, but I'm already there, you know, that that's who I am. And I would write it with those keywords. I would write about, you know, my accomplishments, be very specific in the quantifiable achievements and accomplishments that I've done that lend me to that position. Um, once I did that, I would then start uh, looking into my network and really trying to see who, like, who are in those organizations? Who do I know? Um, and I would try to start getting like informational interviews. I would also be talking to people who are already in that position. And I would start to ask them questions. like try to, you know, try to get calls with them and just say, Hey, how did you get there? What is it like? Tell me more. And so I would really start networking as much as I could. I would try to do those more informational interviews. I wouldn't necessarily just start dropping my resume all over the place. I really believe that it's not doing what everyone else is doing. I feel like there's a back door, a third door <laughs> that, you know, if you can get a person to say, hey, you know what? We have that need and you would be perfect for it. And we never even posted it, but let's, let's create that position for you. That's what I would be aiming for. That's great. Thank, that's awesome. That's okay. I can't believe it's been an hour already, but if, you know what, let me squeeze, can I squeeze in two more questions? Of course. All right, so one, uh, Victoria was asking, we talked about a lot about uh, LinkedIn, are there other social media platforms you recommend either for a job search or just kind of to advance your career? That's a great question. <clears throat> you know, my focus has really been on, on LinkedIn but I think there's other areas where you can, you know, forge networks and relationships. Um, you know, for me, I, I love Facebook. I love my network there, the people, you know, and, and even though it's not for um, job search or professional networking, I still feel like there's a lot of networking that takes place and I've got a really good tribe of people there. So, you know, it could just, it could just be Facebook. It could be Instagram. I think, I think you need to figure out, you know, in your industry and what you do is, is there something out there? Um, I know that um, I do a lot of work with Cheeky Scientist and it's, it's this group of amazing group of smart uh, PhDs who want to get out of academia and, and get into, you know, you know, get a regular job, <laughs> but a high level one. And uh, that's a, that, that right there is a fantastic organization. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a professional network, but it also does a lot of professional development. So it's little things like that. And, and uh, you know, you have to look and see what's out there, but there's a lot of things that are very, very niche and very specific, but I, I can't, you know, not knowing who that person is, I can't right. definitely right. recommend. Right. And then I see on your bookshelf there, my eyesight is not so great anymore, even with contacts on. But that is that's that's yours? 
That's that part? Yeah, here, hold on. I'm gonna grab it. <laughs> That's a big bug. I also have uh, Tony Robbins Awaken the Giant Within. <laughs> there it is. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's uh, everything you're talking about. Yeah, it is. It is. This is the second edition. It just came out. Uh, I think the drop date was April, but it got held up in a warehouse for a little bit because of COVID. <laughs> Um, but it's a it's an actual Four Dummies book, and um, I wrote the first one in 2016, and this one, like I said, just came out. But it really is this is my methodology. I it's it's written not to be read, paid you know cover to cover. It's actually meant to be opened up at any point, and just you know just just dive in, and it's got this amazing table of contents and index. So if you're thinking to yourself, you know what, today I just want to tackle the experience section. You can just jump in, read that chapter, read those chapters, and get something out of it. How, now, how does that happen? Like, how do you get with, with, with for dummies, serious, like you just contact them and say, I want to write a book for you? No, they, they contacted me. Oh, cool. So, so what awesome. happened is, I, I will tell you this, Jack, my father years ago had said to me, you want to write a for dummies book. You know, if you're going to be, if you're going to say that you're this expert, you need to have a book uh -huh. and you should have a for dummies book. And I remember at the time I was like, for dummies would never talk to me. I mean, those authors are, you know, like amazing. And fast forward a few years later, it was through Twitter. I had a, you know, I have a pretty active presence on, on Twitter and the acquisitions editor somehow collided with one of my, my Twitter, you know, one of my tweets. And she went back to my, pro, my Twitter profile, which sent her to my website. And she's looking around and she said, we don't have a book on this. We have a book on just LinkedIn, but we don't have a book on the profiles and the branding aspect. So she picked up the phone and said, Hey, I'm, I'm from, you know, four dummies and we want you to write a book. That's so cool. That's so I was great. Like, oh, really? I was like trying so hard not to be like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see if I have some time. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to check with my other publisher and see if it's okay. Let me see. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was, I was really, I was so excited and um, it's like, I, only, only, only some women can say this, but it's like birthing a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's awesome. You know, it, it, I was always curious, like how those things work with it, because there's something for everybody in that series. Oh my gosh. So, so they will come to you and they will, you know, yeah. see if it works. And I mean, I still had to put in a proposal and I still had to prove that, you know, I had the ability to market and the ability to write, you know, so there was, it wasn't just like, here, just do it. Like we had to, you know, make sure that we were a fit and everything. Um, but, you know, if you have a, this, this, this thought of a four dummies book, go and see if it exists. If it doesn't exist, you can always contact an acquisitions editor there and, and pitch it and they might, they might say yes. Now, do you use Twitter for business purposes or just? For business. And, and you, would you suggest for candidates? Do you think, because I don't really see that going on on Twitter. Yeah, well, you know what? The, she found me on Twitter back in 2014, yeah. 2015. It was a different, it was a different Twitter. It was a kinder, gentler Twitter yeah, back, right now back then. Right, to Twitter to me now seems like whoever is like, you have to be on one side of an argument or the other side and be really loud. And that's where you get it or celebrity or what have you. But other than that, it seems like you get lost a little bit. Yeah, I don't, I'm not nearly as active as I used to be yeah. on it. And it was very much to, you know, seed, um, you know, my articles and, you know, just having a place to, to say, hey, this is, you know, this is what's going on, you know, and, and it worked very well back then. And it still works well to this day, but it's, I agree with you. It's, it's not a place that I, I go for positive vibes. Yeah. <laughs> so last, any, any, cause you, you really gave so much great advice. This is perfect. This was so awesome. Any, any, la any things I didn't ask anything you'd like to share that maybe we didn't bring up? Um, <clears throat> you know, I would, I would say, to those who are, who are who are watching, you know, definitely think in terms of what you're projecting. Look at that profile. It means so much more than you have any idea. 
people are looking, they, they want to learn more about you. And you have this amazing amount of control to really, to help people understand who you are and what you do and what you represent. And, and don't let that opportunity go, you know, seize it and, and, and put effort into that profile. Um, know that my book is available. I have three free chapters that you can download on my website. Just go into free resources. That's also where my LinkedIn headline generator is. So I have a lot of free stuff there uh, that you can you can definitely use and, and take advantage of. Um, but you know, really think about who you are and what is that narrative. You know, it's not like you are who you are today. You're not who you were five years ago, and and you shift and you change. And if you feel like you're being pigeonholed, it might be because you keep explaining yourself the way you did five years ago or 10 years ago. Well, that's great. Donna, thank you so much. Donna, and we got to go with the Sir Dula, right? We have to have- <laughs> Sir Dula. <laughs> Donna Sir Dula, thank you so much. It was great. And what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll edit it, we'll upload it. And this way people who you know weren't available for whatever reason to watch it live could just watch it at their leisure. And the cool thing is, you offered so much great advice that they could kind of sit there like I was taking notes on this as well because you brought up a lot of things that I think we could kind of even add to the video about where to look and what to do, including your book. So and your YouTube uh, shows that you do, which are really great too. So it was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having this and for helping people and, and for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the WeCruiter podcast. If you want to check out other great content from WeCruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W-E-C-R-U-I-C-R dot I-O. We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals, so make sure to check us out today.